0: welcome to the Once Again podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we'll be looking at the 2022 novel, When Women Were Dragons, a novel. This will be slightly different from our usual episodes as this is a novel rather than a movie or a television show. This novel was also recently published May 3rd, 2022, and Ashley and I wanted to highlight it. Actually, if I'm being more honest, Ashley read it and said it was great, and so I listened to the audiobook, and it is great.
1: Accurate. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So everybody knows, I'm a librarian by, trade, so, like, this is, I I read a lot of new books, I read a lot of books, so when I say something is good, it's usually pretty good.
0: Yeah. And so just to get some facts out of the way, When Women Were Dragons, a novel, is a 2022 alternate America fantasy novel written by Kelly... Barnhill and published by Doubleday. It is 352 pages and has an available audiobook that is 15 hours 29 and 29 minutes long, narrated by Kimberly Farr and Mark Bramhall. A brief summary, a rollicking feminist tale set in 1950s America where thousands of women have spontaneously transformed into dragons, exploding notions of a woman's place in the world and expanding minds about accepting others for who they really are. The first adult novel by the Newbery award-winning author of The Girl Who Drank the Moon. Alex Green is a young girl in a world much like ours, except for its most seminal event, the mass dragoning of 1955, where hundreds of thousands of ordinary wives and mothers sprouted wings, scales, and talons, left a trail of fiery destruction in their path, and took to the skies. Was it their choice? What will become of those left behind? Why did Alex's beloved Aunt Marla transform, but her mother did not? Alex doesn't know, and it's taboo to speak of. Forced into silence, Alex nevertheless must face the consequences of this astonishing event. A mother more protective than ever, an absentee father, the upsetting instance that her aunt never even existed, and watching her beloved cousin Beatrix become dangerously obsessed with the Forbidden. In this timely and timeless speculative novel, award-winning author Kelly Barnhill boldly explores rage, memory, and the tyranny of forced limitations. When Women Wear Dragons exposes a world that wants to keep women small, their lives and their perspectives, and examines what happens when they rise en masse to take up the space they deserve. So without anything else to say, I think it's time to turn uh, the podcast over to the woman of this of this <laughs> podcast. And Ashley, go ahead.
1: My first question to all the ladies listening to this, where is the mass dragoning event of 2022? We need to all rise up and turn into dragons ourselves. And I think that's kind of why I want to talk about this, too, is it's such a great feminist novel, just from the perspective. It's unlike anything I've read in a while, too. Like, I don't usually read things like this. I do read a lot of fantasy. I do read a lot of sci-fi. But for an adult novel like this, it's not something I would normally pick up, I would say. But it's great. I don't really know where to start with this, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't know how, how much into spoilers we want to go into with the story. and. Um, I guess we could just say it's also like a coming-of-age story because it starts yeah. off with Alex when she's a little girl. She's four years old, I believe, at the beginning. And uh, her mother has recently returned from missing from her life to, to for some reason. And we both thought one thing, but it might actually have been another. I mean,
1: I think we could talk about it. We, okay. You know, I think it's very much written Ed, that you're supposed to take away that she was a dragon and came back. And, like... I think there's a through line where maybe that's true because it is really worded like that. But as Jason pointed out, it's very much coming from like a four-year-old's perspective. So the way she's writing it could also, telling it could also just be false narrative. Right. But also if we're assuming that this is an older Alex writing this And, like, remembering it this way, like, why would she write it this way? Like, why would she imply that her mother had gone and been a dragon if she wasn't? And the other option is that her mother had cancer and was getting treatments because it is mentioned later that her cancer comes back. Yes. But my thought process is that while she did have cancer, she went away and became a dragon and it went away Mm. because dragons have better healthy life cycles i don't know yeah because her aunt does imply at one point that her mother would have been fine had she just decided to turn into a dragon as well right and that that's why aunt marla is upset that she didn't because she her refusal to transform into a dragon like ruined that
0: yeah it's it's interesting throughout the novel they uh weave in other stories uh from different cultures around the world of events that occurred where women disappeared and then dragons showed up, and uh, everyone seemed to have forgotten that, you know, the women disappeared, and then the dragons showed up, and uh, it's a mass cover-up in 1955 when it occurs, because over 600,000 women turn into dragons. And...
1: Specifically American women, too? Yes. Like, this is mentioned that this is an American event, pretty much, that yeah. American women all lost their minds, basically, and turned into dragons?
0: Yes. Which, I um, there's, a men- there's a brief mention of uh, Dido in this, and I only know the story of Dido from the Aeneid. But it's, it's an interesting retelling of it, where uh, Dido and um, her priestesses become dragons. And it's an interesting retelling of, of Dido's story. Uh, I forget where I was going with that. But uh, my point was that it seems um, whenever it's the center power of the, of, of the human society that's where the female dragons start to come. And then that's why in 1955, the women in, in the United States, because previous, there's also mentions of uh, Viking villages that yeah. had dragons and stuff like that. Like it's like wherever the central power of humanity is, that's where the dragons happen. And since the United States had one of the largest populations on earth at that time, especially, a lot of women turned sense. into dragons. Yeah. And it, it, it it's an interesting tale because it kind of, There's a a lot of allegories that you can make with it and different perspectives that you could take. I think the most obvious one, not not only is it a feminist novel, but uh, there's uh, lesbian highlights in it as well. Yes,
1: it's very queer friendly, LGBTQ plus, like all that. Yeah. Especially, like it is mentioned at one point that this isn't really sexuality, like it's not gender, like gender based the way we, like you... There are transgender people that can turn into dragons so people who were born male yeah and have decided they're female have all can also turn into dragons so like it's very accepting of if you can think you can you can like well it's about
0: displaced people because 1950s society 1955 um, american society Although today we're not doing much better, uh, but 1955 American society was much different towards women uh, than it is today, although we have regressed in recent weeks. Um,
1: and none of I mean, none of that would have been accepted at all. No,
0: so. no. Um, but it, it, it's an interesting novel. There's a lot of humor in the novel, too. It's not just completely serious. Um, there's some great digs at, uh, Reagan and Nixon that I very much enjoyed. Uh, th- um, being on the political spectrum that I am, um, but it, it's just, it, and obviously there's overturns or overturns. There's, uh, coincides with the communist scare in American society. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a whole bunch of different, uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil too much of the plot, but it's, it's an inter- It's a very interesting story. I recommend it people read it or listen to it if you, if you,
1: you know have. what i will say at the, we'll say, i'm gonna say from this point on if you don't want any more spoilers just go read it and then come back and listen to this yes
0: that's like, that's a smart idea
1: like come back and we can have a longer discussion about like what's going on because you also said you read a review that you really liked too
0: yeah there oh no i didn't <laughs> like well, that it is, no well, <laughs>
1: worded that stuck with you yeah
0: there was this review that i found uh, that the language the person used and their criticism of the novel uh, made me think, well, congratulations, reviewer. You've watched every Jordan Peterson video. So <laughs> you've heard this terminology, but you have absolutely no understanding what it actually means because they used uh, second-wave femi- feminism, uh, feminism and blah, blah, blah. This, like I was just like, oh, my God, this person watched Jordan Peterson videos and then criticized this book. Like, I, I was... I don't really want to get into it, but I just... It, you can find the review out there. It's one of the top ones when you search reviews of this book. Uh, I didn't highlight the person's name or anything, but they also had some uh, turf takes, to say the least. And, oh, of course they did. Yeah, yeah. And, but then in the responses of the reviews, because people criticized the review, in the responses of the reviews, they were like, oh, I didn't say anything, turf. Don't come at me with that stuff. Like, I was like, no, nah, you did. <laughs> like but yeah we'll just we'll just go into spoilers here and see where the discussion of the novel comes in it's very interesting obviously marla alex's aunt is extremely queer-coded oh yeah you know she's she's in the army which i don't know if women were actually in the air force at this time period possibly
1: i i don't think so yeah like that's but for a history people yeah let me know yeah let she, us know
0: she flies planes and she's part of a group of women who fly planes and it gets revealed that they're all pretty much lesbians yeah. um and she fell in love with this one woman in particular and there was a doctor that was assigned to them to watch over them or i guess pretty much if you want to say and he starts to notice that they start transforming into dragons mm-hmm. um this is out of sequence it's not narratively how this is in the past and then marla comes back from the war and she's a mechanic and obviously
1: one of the only female mechanics probably in the around but that's what she's doing and
0: she's much better at it than any of the men are and in fact uh alex's mother i can't remember alex's mother's name right now but alex's mother was a math mathematician and very intelligent and much smarter than everyone else in her class and she ends up becoming a secretary i think because that was a woman's place at the Mm -hmm. time And And
1: Marla brings it up constantly that my sister isn't so smart and, like, she could have done so much more and chose not to because she chose to, like, have a husband. Yeah. And a child. Yeah. Which Alex's mother criticizes Marla for not doing and Marla finally kind of gives in to that.
0: Yeah. It is interesting how Marla is religious, though. Yeah. Like, she goes to church and she makes the whole family go to church. But I think
1: that just says, you know, that just proves that, like...
0: The complexity. Like,
1: the complexity, but, like... Religion can be fine if it was more accepting overall. Like,
0: Agreed. And that's something, too, that like when the mass dragoning of 1955 happens, all these mothers, wives, they leave, and no one really knows where they go. There's rumors that there are some living in mountains, They, but seemingly they all just fly up into the sky, and the government covers it up. They say, oh, these people never existed, blah, 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 and people go, go on their way acting as if, Pretty much, it never happened. happened. Yeah, Yeah.
1: which is wild. I'm like, imagine trying to do that today, and like,
0: oh yeah, over six hundred thousand people people turned into
1: dragons. Yeah,
0: and just disappeared. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. Have you seen the YouTube TikTok videos?
0: Well, that's that's the thing is any video because there was some some early video of it. I think they mentioned specifically at a Mm -hmm. birthday party. Yes, uh, a woman turning into a dragon, and there's photographs. The government just covers it up. Nope, never happened. Blah blah blah. And as society goes on, the next generation, dragonings begin to occur again. Um, and
1: there's the, what they, I love, that they call it the little worming. Yes. Where, like, a bunch of teenage kids, basically. At prom. And, yeah, at adolescence, are getting into the heat of the moment and dancing with each other and having a good time. And they all dragon together.
0: Yep. And Alex is witness to this. And it's, it's interesting, because Alex... Uh, her character descri- always describes having a burning in her. like her bones are burning, her stomach's mm-hmm. burning. so you figure okay at a certain point she's gonna dragon out herself and uh, her I shouldn't we, should, we did mention that Marla has a child like she eventually gets married and everything like that and then becomes a dragon. When she becomes a dragon, Marla's child uh, Beatrix is adopted by Alex's family, although they just act as if it was another child that they have. Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, Alex's mother gets the cancer, comes back, and... She unfortunately passes away when Alex is 16, I believe.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: 14, 16. So Alex
1: starts taking care of Beatrice by herself, basically. Yeah, because, because the sex. father's
0: a bastard. Yeah,
1: abandoned him and goes, leave, live in this apartment by yourselves. Like, yeah. you want to talk about, like, terrible fathers. Yeah. That's bad one.
0: I'm marrying my secretary, who I've been cheating on your mother with for years, because it's always mentioned how sad the mother gets when he goes on his business trips, when he's traveling for business and everything. Uh, I'm marrying my secretary and starting a new family with her, which Alex never even meets her half-siblings. And, no. like, I, was, I was waiting for the moment for her to meet her half-siblings, no. and she doesn't. But it's interesting. Uh, throughout her adolescence, Alex gets things from her aunt and other, other things that she comes across. She hides them in a certain spot of the closet of her room because there's the paneling is loose there. And, and throughout her life, she just looks at these different... It, it, it was something that they mentioned specifically, that there was a diagram... Of a uterus, but then it was also drawn to look like a dragon, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of clever." <laughs> like, I was, like, you know, like because the dragon's face does kind of look like a uterus if you if you think yeah, about it. it. Yeah, um But it it's an interesting novel. Alex, eventually, her sister. Uh, that's something I didn't understand. Does Beatrix just stay a child? Because it, it seems like she's so young for so long. Like I know she's supposed to be. Six years younger than Alex or something along those lines. Yeah, but she
1: does seem very young, like, throughout this. Like, but she's also, you know, spoilers, Beatrix dragons out very young. Because she's been wanting to this entire book. Like, since day one, this little girl has been like, I want a dragon. Yeah. I want to be a dragon. And without any
0: exposure to it. It's almost like she knew that she could do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, she just had that written into her blood, basically. Like, I am woman, hear me roar, literally. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually, she does. That she like dragons out. On, I don't remember what birthday, but she's still very young.
0: Yeah. And Alex represses it for like she.
1: Alex represses her from doing it. Alex represses herself from doing it. Like eventually, both of them do. In fact.
0: Yeah. And Alex, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that we mentioned the queer coding and it, her first kiss is with a, a woman. Um, they're about sixteen or so, mm-hmm. around that age. Actually, no, it's before they're 16 because her father... I think they're 12, maybe. Yes. Yeah, because her father comes across it and the girl is... Her family moves out of town, essentially. Yeah, her
1: her father basically scares his family out of town, essentially. Yeah, because he works for the bank. But they do run into each other years later. At college, yeah. And forget her name. She becomes a dragon, though, and Alice doesn't follow her right away. Yeah.
0: It's something European, like a Svenja or... I can't remember it, but it's some and yes. yeah, yeah. She does become a dragon, like you were saying, and Alex doesn't follow follow her, even though she thinks she wants to. Um,
1: but, and that's because she has to take care of Beatrice, but she's also keeping Beatrice from doing it. Like Alex is trying her hardest to not like let herself just be herself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and then
1: she wins, like, a Nobel Peace Prize at the end of it, which is so funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. because eventually society comes to accept the dragons. They're like, oh, okay, we have dragons. We're going to start giving them rights very slowly. They yeah, can...
1: and some of them move back in with their husbands.
0: Yeah, well, some like... return from the great yeah. dragoning and every Yeah. And they move, like you like you were saying, they move They kind of
1: integrate back into society properly. Like, people, you'll have... Alex even says, like, oh, I'm in college, but I have dragons in my class. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: because they are it, it's not like when they turn into dragons, they just forget it. they become wild beasts. No, they retain their memories and thoughts and language skills and everything that they were before. And, you
1: know, it's implied, like, yeah, maybe they could change back, but, like, why would they want to? Like, yeah.
0: They're now powerful. Like, yeah. Before they lived in this society that didn't accept them for who they were as women. Pyramid. And, like,
1: Beatrice can very obviously turn back and forth i yeah. think so like
0: i think she even does it to scare her classmates sometimes like yeah. she'll grow talons and yes, scales and like, everything so
1: i think that proves that it can be done at will mm-hmm. which is also comes back to the we were, when we were talking about her mother possibly having gone off and been a dragon alex's mother had gone off and been a dragon like at the very beginning of the novel it's like well that's why the whole time i was like why don't the women just come back like if alex's mom did it surely they'll come back eventually yeah as like normal people like i kept expecting aunt marla to come back like as a person
0: yeah she does come back as a dragon she does but it's interesting alex's reaction to it because she doesn't at first she doesn't want anything to do because it's so painful like thinking of because it just brings up all these memories and everything for her and eventually she accepts her and her dragon wife <laughs> into, and,
1: and their dra- other dragon couple friends yeah it's like a dragon cohort basically
0: yeah, yeah. uh it's, it brings up this nice image of all of the, i think there's only four of them at the time but yes. the four dragons all like lay together to keep warm and everything yes, it's, it's it, so cute yeah but yeah but
1: we're like, they're like you know throupling up well coupling up two couples together you know yeah.
0: But yeah, it's a great novel. I very much enjoy, i I listened to the audiobook and I very much enjoyed it. I, I thought that um, both Kimberly Farr and Mark uh, Bromhall did a fantastic job, which I found very interesting. Obviously, I think it was just li- listed alphabetically, but um, Mark Bromhall reads about 5% of the book because there are, I don't know, what you want to say four words in, at, yeah. in some chapters, mm-hmm. and the chapter also ends with this doctor who's uh recording the history of women becoming mm-hmm. dragons and everything um mark Bramhall reads those parts and kimberly Farr reads about 95 percent of the book but on audible it has mark listed first and i i guess it's just alphabetical because of their names but um
1: it, especially in a very feminist novel and am yeah. like why are we not listening to the woman
0: first y- yeah it just it caught my attention yeah but right. but um should we give it a rating do you think or
1: I mean we could I don't really care one way or another okay I would just say that I like this book I like it a lot
0: yeah I mean uh, we can give it like golden eggs or something <laughs> that has something uh akin to dragons um but no I'd I'd say it's a solid uh at least seven point five out of ten for me.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, yeah. it's definitely solid. I think there's definitely some like slow parts. I don't. There, it's not a book with a lot of action. I think like no. if you're looking for something that's like high fantasy or something like, it's a fantasy novel, but it's very much a litfic fantasy novel. Yeah, it's not gonna have a lot of action. There's no fighting dragons going on. It's just kind of dragons existing.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. Also, uh, we're, we mentioned if the historians know anything, um, if anyone knows what the date April 25th, 1955 means, because that's the date of the mass dragoning that occurs.
1: And you would think that that would be like an important date for something, like yeah. especially in like the feminist world or the LGBTQ plus world. And like neither of us could find anything.
0: Yeah. So if you know something that occurred on that date, let let us know uh in the comments so or send us an email. I'd be curious as to
1: why she chose that date or if it's just a random date she chose and yeah it's completely meaningless or it's a personal date to her like what what do I know?
0: That's uh, so that's very possible I hadn't considered that um yeah because not much is uh there wasn't much that I could find about uh Kelly uh Barnhill um I guess she's a relatively new author like she only yeah. has a, a few novels um but this was excellent i i think i'll check out her other work at some time but yeah is there anything else you'd like to say about it or Uh,
1: not really um i will say if anybody you know let us know how you feel about us doing books i mean maybe jason won't have time to listen to books all the time but i will gladly speak about books yeah and i am that work at a library so like you know i have new books all the time whatever i'm reading is usually something ridiculous i'm currently reading a book about people that eat books so oh,
0: that's interesting oh you know what i noticed you mentioned in our jungle book episode the graveyard book mm-hmm. i didn't know that was by neil gaiman yeah it is yeah so i got that on audiobook too now oh, so yeah. I, I will be listening to I mean, if we that. want
1: to talk about the graveyard book i'm always down that's a good one
0: listen anything by neil gaiman i'm more than willing to talk about um that man is fantastic um but yeah yeah
1: i've been talking i've been reading a lot of weird feminist books like I just recently was reading Woman Eating. I didn't really like it, but, like, for what it, what it was doing, I thought it was doing it well. But
0: Okay. And uh, if this somehow reaches the ears of uh, Kelly uh, Brown, excuse me, Kelly Barnhill. Uh, you
1: write good books. Yeah, let us. Come visit my library. Email us.
0: Yeah, we'd love to interview you. <laughs> you know, pick your brain a little. But without anything else to say, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, OnceAgainPod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you.